Good morning, Juventini. Welcome back to the All UV Cast channel, where, of course, it is all UV all the time. That's right. Like the video and subscribe. I'm going to tell you right out of the gate to do that because by subscribing, you automatically enter yourselves in the race to try and win that away Vlaovic kit we are going to give away in two weeks time okay and we're pushing for 2k we're almost at 1900 we can get there let's go and good morning to all the usual suspects i got omar with me i got anthony with me and look at this bob i can't remember we were talking about this yesterday i can't mm -hmm. remember coming into a show looking at the live chat and not seeing this guy first up before we even start so good morning right. bob thank you as always for the continued support and thank you to everybody else sal in there right off the gate good morning everybody Kane from the top rope yeah out of seemingly nowhere with that mm -hmm. one so it was great cj's in here this morning bikram g Keen, the man let's go yeah. let's oh, get the into the man so okay. juventus of course Getting the job done in a greasy 2-1 victory. Almost like somebody called oh it. Yes, oh, sir. my God. Here we go. It's going to be a long day. Okay. No, but in all honesty, it was pretty wild. Um, like, awesome. I mean, I was way off on the possession. I'll tell you that much. Whew, mm -hmm. Way off on possession. But the gaffer had 10 total attempts, four on target. It was 10 and five. Are we going through the whole list? You got... 1-1 one, one halftime score. Dybala as a goal score, and then I had a 2-1 Grease Fest. Hey, just saying, today I'm getting a lottery ticket because that doesn't Do happen. I am wrong 99% of the time. So Good call. It's good omen here. Good omen. Um, quick reminder, everybody, checking this out on audio outlets, get over to YouTube. Again, we mentioned the giveaway for the kit and plus all the extra content, keeping you up to date with the news and whatnot. So get over there, subscribe to the channel. Now let's get into what was Juventus and Sassuolo. We talked a lot about the lineup just because of uh, the massive injuries and everything like that. And honestly, there was not a whole lot you could really change if you wanted to, you know. And we're talking about uh, the importance of the game. We were talking about how we thought individually we would feel knowing that the results went our in our favor the match day ahead of it. So we were like, ah, you know. It's normally a nightmare. Yeah, he's going to plug in his guys that he has faith in, and mm -hmm. he's just going to try to avoid dropping points, basically. Just avoid a loss, if anything. But, uh, yeah, we kind of all expected that. And uh, let's get to uh, the highlights because, I mean, the lineup, there's not really a whole bunch – that could have really changed. Uh, you could have argued uh, maybe getting uh, Sandro out of there and whatnot, but these are really minor changes. The whole structure of everything would have remained um, as is. So let's get into uh, the highlights. Kick it off, and you get a very, very dangerous attempt from our target, Raspadori, coming from that side. Just uh, shapes that one wide. You've got... Another four stop. This was off a brutal Paulo Dybala giveaway. And uh, Berardi came back, had a good yeah. hit. Uh, tech all over. Tech tested early on and uh, yeah, answered times. the call very, very well. Mm -hmm. Here you have Skamakia, who was in a great spot. And Tech parries that one away, too, after he hammers it. And then... That, okay, hang on, hang on a sec. That last one was point-blank range. And he, Dude, he was, smashed yeah. that ball. I mean, yeah, this was uh, this quick, was a huge save. save. 
And now we get to a very well-worked goal. Um, mm -hmm. You see uh, Lopez here. He's looking, and uh, Raspadori just almost in full anticipation. Um, you know, he hits his target man there, and Raspadori just peels off of it and hammers this thing short side with a little bit of a dip. Uh, that one's after all those other saves, but it's always tough when you're in tight like that. But short side, uh, he, that's a tough. That's a tough one. By the time he reacted, the ball was that close with that much power behind it. By the time he reacted with his right arm, the ball was already past him. Can you go back yeah, one slide, please? Two. When you watch it from the angle behind Chesney, it's so, got that quick little hop up and dip. It yeah, was, uh, it's it's a tough one. It it looks. E much much easier than uh, what not. is standing there. The thing was a, a, an absolute rocket. Can you just go back one slide, please, real quick? This, uh, sorry, one more to where they kind of set it up. This is where when I harp on, hey, we maybe lack consistency because we haven't had the same players. This is right off the training ground. This is three or four players that have played together all year. Yeah, R Raspadori makes that run knowing that he's not getting that ball on that first pass. Yeah. This is just, you know, repetition, playing with the same players. So I kind of – this is why I always give Allegri a pass because he doesn't have players that play consistent enough to do things like this. And not only that, but his mark simply is in the same spot here as Raspadori peels in behind. Mm -hmm. So there's a communication breakdown right here. Yeah, because his players literally gone and nobody's with him, and you know, Benucci's left with two options. Two, Obviously, two guys, he's going to yeah. try to go to Rasp, but he's got a he he steps to the ball to where the ball's coming into the target, so it's a little bit difficult there. But yeah, nice goal, nice well, goal from well, Sass well, has yeah. to be said, well worked, and off the training ground, like you said. And there, yeah, yeah there's a, a shot where it looks much, much, uh, yeah. Just a bit of luck too, you know, one centimeter to the right and it hits the post and goes wide or back into the area. It's a bit lucky, but a beautiful goal, beautiful setup. Yeah. And well worked goal. Well worked goal. Post, and right? deserved with the pressure that they put on yeah. at that uh, with that deserve. onslaught. Deserve. Now. Oh, little situation up here involving uh Alvarito. And I'm gonna say it right out of the gate here. I could have seen it go either way. It's in Italy. We are used to nine times out of 10 that getting called. 100%. In Champions League, though, you won't see that getting called very often. Not nearly as often as in Italy. So I honestly was expecting it to potentially be called back or whatnot. And I was surprised that, honestly, he didn't get the call. Especially, like, right next to the lines, too. Like, I just... I thought it would be called. I must say look, that. If Your you guys' look at thoughts the, on that? Real quick. Sandro. Look what Sandro is. Is that Sandro there? Yeah. Or is that Dybala? Oh, Sandro in the middle. Oh, I missed him. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, the referee was not a factor yesterday, which is how it should be. I did, didn't even notice him, which is how game should be and how what City is actually missing. But that right there, that was two guys. Okay, Morata was behind him. But the defender's not innocent. He had his... He had his right arms locked around Morata's arm. So he's looking for contact to pull him down. So I think that's what they reviewed to say. That's just two guys battling for a ball. Let him play. Yeah. I actually like, I mean, you can see it let go me both ways. Switch though, yeah. the question. And if we were on the opposite end, like, I would, I would have, have probably expected the call again because of how many times it gets called in Italy. But 
it would have been one of those ones where again it could go either way either way yeah Look, uh, either way seven seven out of ten refs would have called that a foul probably in italy yeah it can go either way but it's not like he didn't have any options there is this guy on the back here who could have passed it to he could have kicked it out they basically tussled each other it wasn't like morata pressured into the corner flag and he had no option then fouled him yeah that's a good point the thing yep. is too like how morata actually gets kind of around him and gets that ball and touches that ball in at that point that guy's kind of already losing it and then he's already off balance and that's mm -hmm. kind of it so yeah anyways works out for us pass inside to zakaria into dibala and dibala just hammers this thing hammers this thing. he's in a good spot too you know eight yards out from that angle and he just drills this thing uh straight over uh Kotsili there so there's the one one and uh we go into half at one one but again a lot of what we expected it's gonna be a greasy one you're gonna expect Sassuolo to come at us and we, I thought to in all fairness it was not as bad as I thought and as people were nope. making uh to be honest when you're looking at it sure it wasn't a showing we would have liked whatnot but given the circumstances given what was going on i thought we actually were okay your guys thoughts on that first half this is this goal here broke sassuolo they were not the same team after the in the second half after this goal you know you're going into halftime you're up one nothing you're 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 all over your opponent they smashed something like this. We broke their hearts with this goal because they Raspadori in the second half invisible, Skamaka invisible, yeah. Berardi was he even on the second half invisible. So once we had this, I knew it was this was steamrolling to a one-one draw in that second half. Yeah, Omar. Yeah, it's uh, we've done it twice in the same game and even once in the game before where we won it by the end of the second half and now we scored in the first half and on the end of the second half. Uh, Sassuolo yeah. had a drop-off. A lot of teams have a drop-off towards the end of each half. Uh, so Dybala did what he had to do. I'm happy for the Zakaria assist. Uh, but like Ant said, that one pretty much broke Sassuolo. I always say their, their back line is not as flashy as their front line. And in the end, you kind of saw the the tiredness and what it takes to win games at that stage of the season, and they just mm -hmm. didn't have it. Their entire front line looked looked gassed, and yeah. we kept on running and rolling, even with all those injuries. So uh, I, I'll give credit to the team; it wasn't an easy game to win, but they managed to pull it off, not in a beautiful way, but in an effective way. And you effective. weren't weren't yeah. bad. They weren't bad. They did create chances. Morata almost scored like a minute after with a header. You were fine. And that's, that's, and that's right. what there I was, was speaking to. It wasn't right. bad in a sense that I thought we would be lacking much more in terms of how we could kind of sting Sasswolo. But mm -hmm. other than, you know, obvious execution errors in the final third, it didn't play out as bad as... I and I'm sure many anticipated. So we'll get to the second half clips. There's not much more, and then we're going to get to uh, all the goods. Everybody, reminder like the video while you're here, and let's carry on here. This actually is right after that, uh, that uh, equalizer. Morata has a great header opportunity, just Gotta gets finish it, it. Uh, wrong and slices that one wide. But again, 
Morata had multiple uh, opportunities. He had some good ones. This was an, a crazy stop off another header from Morata on a corner. And, uh, man, big, big save there. Big, big save. Great he shot. Saved that, like, he that's saved just that with his pinky finger. It was, with, his, yeah. it was with, these, with these two fingers he saved that ball. And, yeah. and Bonucci missed it by an inch. Yeah, Manu Bonucci right here on the back post. Oh, I tried to get that slide too. I He's literally that. like inches away from tapping that thing home as well. So, you know, Juve did start to uh, pull it together. This one from Morata on a spin. He's frozen. The keeper is frozen. And this thing just shaves the post there. I mean, Juve could have killed this one off like... This could have been killed off. Can, so can we just can we just pause on that point for a second? This is where some and I don't Al, you've said to me many times, other everybody has a right to their opinion and, and we respect that here and we just give our own opinions. This game, people wouldn't be talking about Allegri if Morata finishes his chances. This game should have been six two. Like there was no discussion, there shouldn't have been any discussion. Juventus should have killed this game off way before the end of way before we tied it yeah i i mean you have uh that's why i was saying it it wasn't as ugly as i anticipated and there mm -hmm. were opportunities for us to uh put this away like Sassuolo this had opportunities to uh to bag a couple um by and the way this just, one, could was have one been of those games off. i thought we would be definitely on the lower side in terms of uh chances uh uh gain but if you look at uh, this is why i always say stats only give you a little piece of the puzzle and if you look statistically a massive massive uh dominant in uh possession for sassuolo but watching the game it didn't equalize in terms of uh dangerous opportunities and it was pretty balanced on that uh on that front now yeah, but, yeah. omar that was a here, good point here that was a very very up. close one that last one might have been called offside. Off foot, steps in from the right, and uh, Chesney's diving. But look at where this ball is already. If that thing goes in the corner, I don't think he's getting there. He's he's already late to that one. So that he was a good opportunity from Sass. And then uh, we get to this one. So long ball from Benucci, which we did. Which we in. saw we saw zero of those. Yes, we saw. Actually, this was the only one Benucci played long. Probably We've a got couple. two guys battling for Rabio was one of them, and uh, then they put it up to uh, Keen, and Keen with uh, I was very very uh, it's got to be said I'm very shocked this defender backed off originally, and then Keen just felt it and took the step, left foots this thing, and the keeper's gonna want that one back, but I don't care. Let's Bye take home. it two one. Let's go. Let's get out of there. Job done in a big big game. That we absolutely had to have uh, the points, and uh, I love it. Absolutely love it. So two yep. one. My summary for this one is very very brief and very very uh, simple. These are the matches, in my personal opinion, where I think Max and the players deserve the credit, no matter how ugly, because of uh, how dire the circumstances are as far as a depleted roster. These are the games I expect that, and I'm okay with it, and I'm fine. My criticisms are all those matches where we had very, very close to our strongest lineup, and it doesn't look much better. That's where my criticisms are. But this one, this match, that is a feather in all their caps and a job well done, to be honest, um, and and I loved it. That's my brief and quick summary. Let's Omar. get uh, your guys, and let's start with Omar. 
Yeah, it's one of those wins that annoys everyone around you in the table, uh, which are the best ones and the most important ones. Uh, this sort of secured our, our spot in the top four. I've said it yesterday, I would like nothing more than to jump above Napoli, uh, but we'll get to that later. It was a, a game at the end of the season. This is how this game looked like. Uh, it was very scattered. Everyone was scattered all around the pitch. Uh, sort of a new formation. Every game is a new setup because of injuries, so there's not a lot you can do. And I, I tweeted yesterday that there's no one in this starting 11 that excites me, that I'm dying to see what he's going to do. Because everyone are either old or leaving. And, and that says a lot. We're missing tons of important players that we're building on for the future. Um, but I think Max managed this game well. This time, early, early substitutions, he saw that things didn't work out. He took out Rugani, uh, he took out Dybala. No reports of an injury, although it looks like it when he came off. But it's a win that you take and run back to the bus and drive all the way to Turin and don't, don't stay around and talk about it. That's what we like at the end of the season. Let's go to Venezia, seal that one, and we're pretty much in the clear. So it's a very important win for our season. Yeah. And? Yeah, so this puts the magic number at what I calculated to be five. So any points gained or points lost, that total five between us and Roma locks up top four spot. It's actually magic number with six with Fiorentina because they have a game in hand. So essentially a win and a loss between us and Roma, it's it's over. Um, but I agree, we should be targeting top three now. We're only a point behind Napoli. The one interesting uh, point I was trying to find the other day, Omar, uh, you threw it out on the main account this morning. Juventus have gained 12 points this season from a losing position. That's since, five more. Since, since 2022. So that's just, this, that's just this calendar year. That is yeah. unbelievable. Like that is, that's five more points than any other team. So people talk about all oh, Allegri and let's just say this team, this team, when we're down, you know, we can't come back. That just kills that myth off. Like we've been, it hasn't been pretty. I agree. I agree. It hasn't been pretty, but it's been effective. Effective is the word that he's been this, this calendar year. And like you said, we, I, individually, the ratings were terrible, but as a unit, both halves, I have not too many issues with the game yesterday. That stat's kind of funny though. Like, are we playing from disadvantaged? Uh, are we getting a lot of opportunities to play from disadvantaged? Uh, it doesn't seem like positions? it though. Right. But yeah, I guess we have been. So, I mean, because that's one thing to look at, and it's uh, kind of the other side of the fence. But nonetheless, it's good that that is actually happening, and it's a good indicator because under Max, this is one of the things that uh, even when we make comparisons to last season, last season, we did feel like we could score goals kind of out of nowhere and at any moment. Obviously, Cristiano contributes to that, but you have a lethal goal scorer, but it did feel like we could score at any time. I think it's good to see this statistic because it kind of does pick that up and like, Oh, you know, because this Games season over. I've said hashtag don't ask how, because it really feels like <laughs> that we're, we're seeing statistics all year long where we're like, really, really? Yeah. And this is another one of them. It's like, okay, but are we playing from disadvantaged positions a little too often in Fair matches? Enough. Maybe we shouldn't have. Yeah. 
that's a different side of it and would take way more digging. And ultimately, I think we just need to like this one, let's take it, let's be happy. But I think uh, that feeling of wanting more when your lineup isn't so depleted, I think is still fair. And mm -hmm. as Ant yeah. mentioned yesterday, let's wait, see the summer Mercado through, and then uh, let's get back to full strength and see what we can cook up with uh, all these guys. But some of that mentality might and fight was really on display yesterday, I'd say. Like that Grinta, that Grinta was, was there for me. And that's kind of something that's been almost fading in and out through coming through waves for a few seasons now. Would you guys agree? And I think that's probably the biggest thing. And it's interesting, Max's words. We're definitely going to get into Max's words after this match. But one of them was that kind of fired everybody up was he said, I don't rate this season. Nobody should rate this season because I'm laying the groundwork and the foundation for the next. And it was very, very interesting. But when you, th when you think of it in terms of our biggest weakness throughout these other seasons, for me was definitely the mental aspect of it. Mm -hmm. And are we seeing kind of somewhat of a return to a, uh, uh, a strong mental team or do you think it's still lacking like what do you guys think in that i wanted to start off with that in terms of the words Homer. he said post-match yeah the look players addressed it early in the season and they said uh, the veteran players not the youngster that when cristiano was there the mentality was non-existent because they they felt like you felt you can score a goal at any point and win you a game and when he moved away it was lost and it took time to rebuild and it's still in a rebuilding phase it's not done yet but we know we have the personalities we know we have players who have done that before and the interesting thing is i haven't checked it yet i will check it that i don't think we had any games that we you know that we were in a disadvantage and we won in the first half of the season up until january and after that gaining 12 points out of a disadvantaged position, which also includes draws. Like we draw, uh, we drew with Atalanta on the final minute of the game, which was also sort of important. Inter. Um, Inter, what happened with Inter? We lost to Inter. We had, we had a late PK, I think. And was that, did we get a late PK against them? Anyway, sorry, go ahead. Finish your no, thought. We, did, we didn't win. Um, I, I'd be lying if I said I felt confident yesterday that we are going to get the win it didn't feel like it didn't feel like we had total control of the game and we knew what we were doing some of those chances and moves at the back felt like a hail mary attempt just for everything to work out and finishes a draw as max addressed and said that he himself expected a draw but we'll get to that but there is a shift in mentality i can see it and even if we had all our guys available it doesn't mean they'll be they'll have the chemistry together right away right away these guys also need to play together get to know each other and max didn't have a chance at any point of this season to have that for you know a stretch of a month maybe to get the guys working together so it's actually pretty amazing what he achieved there's still some you know stuff to say about him and about women but overall if he finishes this season at third place it's more than I expected when January came in. Yeah. 
So a lot of interesting stuff from our live chat, which is always awesome. Mm -hmm. And uh, we love it. So victim G here too early to say if we are better mentally, we can only judge after next season. I think what we need to look at is this is a match in my personal opinion, earlier on in the season, we don't turn into a victory. I, I, I can, I honestly feel that way. And I think we we literally lost that game on the first uh, round. We literally oh, did right. lose it in yeah, the first. And, right. and this is what I'm saying. When you factor in a roster, the lineup that we thought was lacking in certain areas, they fought through that and they pushed through that. They pushed through a lack of creativity in the midfield. They pushed through, um, you know, just having uh, not even Vlaovic up top, which they've been used to for a while now. Like they, they pushed through, they found a way to get the job done against a team that really peppered them for a while and put on an onslaught and they pushed through and they got the result. They actually, if it weren't for execution, could have actually made this convincing in the other direction. Uh, and it wouldn't have taken that 2-1. We kind of went through that. So I, I don't think it's too early to judge. I think there is a bit of a shift there uh, mentally. And I think guys... Some of the character guys that, uh, you know, weren't really in there, like Vlaovic a start, I think will help, especially if we maximize systems with them. Chiesa, Chiesa is our antagonist. we got to get him going. I know that, and I'm even uh, guilty of thinking the same way, Max wasn't getting the most out of him uh, earlier on in the season. But it's you can't deny the threat that that guy poses, okay? Um, Quadrado's another guy that... He throws in a lot of creativity, a lot of a lot of mixes. It's a matter of putting it all together. And this remains my biggest criticism of Max. And it was in my summary. When you have all your main guys, you have to get them into a strong unit. And Amesh adds in, what's the point of building mentality when so many players in the current squad are leaving? You have to build have that foundation guys. and you have to lay right. the expectations for every player coming in in the future. It's something I brought up when we signed Ronaldo and certain little indications of us kind of somewhat losing that spine that we always had for years coming above. When you go back, and Ant can attest to this just like I can, the old days, Omar can to uh, uh, his knowledge of Juve before, it didn't matter about the name on the kit. You came in and you fell in line and there was a way of doing things and there was a level of expectations and fight and determination that you had to bring to the table at the bare minimum. So this is very important regardless of who is in your squad. Do you guys agree? I, yeah, I so just want to say that back in the 80s, uh, which was one of Juve's best periods ever, they didn't even have names on the back. They had one, oh, yeah, they had really, really one player back then. But um, so just getting to the, the Grinta part, uh, first half of this season, we scored a boatload of goals in the first 20 minutes of a game. If you look at the stats between minute one and minute 20, we scored a lot of goals. So we were leading a lot of games, but we didn't win a lot of games in the first half of the season. Uh, the mentality thing you could see switch in November, December, when we went on that long unbeaten run. And it really showed yesterday – when Allegri, he said in his post-match presser, they were asking, why were you upset? Because he left with a minute left in the game. He went into the change room. He was all in a, in a, in a piss. He was upset because, uh, well, one, because Vlaovic, he's, 
he said he was too erratic. He need the, the young man needs to calm down. But also, we weren't maintaining possession and being calm. And it's all about mentality. And you're right, a hundred percent. We lost this exact. That's a great point. We lost this exact same game to Sassuolo when they scored in the 97th minute, whatever it was. That's so cool. he's been. You, you you can see that he has been preaching. You know mental mental fortitude staying focused for all 90 plus minutes and when we were fading there at the end of the game we were just kicking the ball out that's what set him off so you can see it even if, okay his post-match pressers sometimes they stink but you don't no more do you hear any rumblings from the change room you, you can see the mentality of the players are changing okay we didn't have the, our lineup was a dog's breakfast we all understand that but as a unit now we have to look at this team as a unit they played. They played a great game yesterday. They played a, an effective game yesterday. Yeah, yeah, and uh, there have been matches too. And this is why I said the reason. And that's all Allegri. That's all Allegri instilling that mental. Confidence. You have to establish that as a standard, as a mm -hmm. bare minimum. How many games did we see earlier on where the fight wasn't even there? Literally, the fight. Literally, that level of determination could have just been the difference. Mm -hmm. in getting you across that finish line and we didn't even see that so now to at least get that that should always always at juventus be the bare minimum and that's why i think it's critical and important to establish that no matter what john stewart's got uh, an interesting point here too just saying max knows it's probably more about mentality right now than it is tactics it's frustrating but true Maybe it explains his rigidity in not changing tactically more throughout the season. And that's Maybe. a very, very interesting point. And yeah. uh, great, great stuff uh, from uh, the live chat. And I 100% agree with Luca. The live chat is the best. It is yeah, the, uh, the best in the game right Love here it. at the AJC Army. Okay. The next line. This is the one. I even saw CJ Yardo come up with it earlier that uh, kind of got him fired up. And uh, I... It was right here. So Max comment playing for a draw pissed him right off. So here we go. So Max's words were basically mm. essentially we came in. Uh, I don't know what exactly. And yeah, you can't. Just a translation thing. But essentially, context. he came here looking for a draw, which was an important result. Can be taken different ways. Let's right. get your guys' thoughts, and then I'll kind of touch on it. Um, let's start with Anth on this one. Yeah, so this one initially set me off too because – you don't normally hear that from a manager. You you can see it in the way they tactically set up. You can be like, oh, he's playing for a draw today. They, but they never say it. But it if you I gotta watch the interview again. It's all about context, right? Like he's not saying I came in here to play for a draw. It's you know we he lost in his other in his other interview with Dazone. He was saying we played three great games against Inter, Villarreal, Atalanta. And we, we lost all three. So he, he wasn't saying I came here to play for a draw, but sometimes a draw is, you know, it, it's all about context. A draw is what the result is going to be, like it, the way you you approach it. Like I, I think I think I kind of blew up over this one, but listening to the presser, I think it's, I think we're making a lot about nothing here. Hmm. Omar. Yeah, and summed it up uh, brilliantly, actually. It's exactly what I had to say. Don't put too much into those words. There, after a game, he was screaming and shouting, and a moment after, someone shoved the mic in his face and asked him hard questions. And he just answers out of 
the top of his head, he still have to talk to the team and everything. And then people overanalyze it. Sometimes the translation gets lost and it's not exactly what he meant. Pressers mean nothing. And I haven't seen one manager who, who has good pressers. Like Zidane had Mourinho. the most boring pressers ever. Mourinho, Mourinho has good ones. And where is he and what happened with him in the past decade? Right. And, and, and I rather Allegri says stupid stuff than throwing his player under the bus, which is also goes to the mentality issue. If you throw your players under the bus, you, you lose the mentality. So mm -hmm. he takes it on himself and he says some stuff and then everyone overanalyzes what he said. So I don't put too much into it. And some of it is humor. The humor is not always well received because of the status of Juve at the moment. If he were in first place and he would have viewed the same joke, they would have been perceived differently. So it, it kind of lingers on everyone. It doesn't mean that that's what he said in the locker room to the team afterwards. But to be realistic and, you know, counting everyone's predictions, a draw would have been not a shock to anyone. Mm -mm. Anyone. So did he lie? Did he... Did he just say what he thought and what we all thought, basically? We were hoping for a win, so did he. But the reality is that coming out from Sassuolo with a draw is not all that bad. With that yeah. lineup. like it's With that, yeah, with that lineup. If everyone's available, that's a different story. Mm -hmm. Imagine we have to play Liverpool in tomorrow with that same lineup, if we made it to, through to the Champions League. Yeah. I mean, for me, it's much like uh, Omar just hit. I mean, if we're all thinking it, how does it surprise us so much when he comes out and says it? I mean, we were all literally thinking the same thing, but I do think it's kind of lost in translation there. I think it was more speaking to the fact that you don't want to let that thing drop to minimum a draw uh, based on the results prior. So it's like, but it comes off as, yeah, we're playing for a draw. I think they're literally playing not to essentially not to lose if that's a, I, and I don't think it's a sign in terms of how they wanted to approach that match or anything, or I think it was just literally like they, they can't come out of there with anything below a tie. Like they just simply can't lose had that to be a draw on everything that happened. Um, it would be, it'd be a little bit ignorant to not factor in, the insane amount of injuries so it kind of it kind of is what it is and it was a big big game for us getting the three is important but to be honest here's where i'm at i think his pressers are the worst and i've stopped listening to him for a long time but it's this is all about all of you in the community and you guys want to talk about these things we'll bring it up all the time but honestly max's pressers are brutal they're Arthur is dead. They're he actually said Arthur is dead. Translated, yeah. so it is what it is. Um, I've stopped Sa on that. Sarri's were worst. I hated Sarri's presses because he he was part of you know breaking down the Juve mentality because he kept throwing players under the bus and everyone's at fault but him. Same goes for Mourinho. So I'll, I will give credit to Max. He knows what to say to the team. He doesn't know what to say to the press, but he doesn't know what to say to the team. The second you say these players are untrainable, what do you think you have in that locker room? Like, it just, sorry was a, an absolute tool. I'm done who on that front. Hang on, who smoked more cigarettes, sorry or Omer? 
Oh, sorry, absolutely. No, sorry, absolutely. Do you think they had him smoke in the training facility? He didn't smoke in the training facility. There's no way. I remember they said that back in the Napoli days, he used to sit in a room for eight hours, watch uh, uh, games of teams he's going to play against, and just roll the cigarettes one after another, <laughs> lighting them from one from one end to the new one. That's dedication. So I'm not at that level, not yet, but I'm getting there. Oh. Guys, Striped Hearts Apparel, okay, sponsor, man of the match, okay, check out the new throwback crew necks and the lippy stuff. It's gold. Um, thanks to everybody who already has uh, shown love and support to them. Guys, man of the match, Anthony. Not even close for me. Uh, again, two games in a row, I'm going with the goalkeeper. Uh, for me, it was Tech. He, he kept us in it. And, uh, Defense and I'll go. I'll go again. Defensively, as a unit, the back four, back seven, blocked a lot of shots. I think we had nine block shots. Uh, but Tech, Tech stood on his head yesterday. When when he needed, Tech stood on his head. He's there you clear go. Full march. Yeah, mainly it's Tech. Uh, he kept us in the game. I will give a few shout outs uh, to Deshilio and even Rabio. Uh, they both had good games where they gave the where they gave it all. It didn't work out all that well, but Rabio did get an assist. Uh, I'll give man of the match to Chiellini. The second he stepped on, he didn't put a foot wrong. It looked like the team gained some uh, backwind to push them forward, and it was so so much needed that uh, yeah. Rugani did get it. I'm going to go uh, Tech. Tech, hands down, uh, man of the match. Um, some outside. I want to show a little bit of love to uh, Morata for the work rate, man, and the, the grunt work and stuff up top. Uh, he did a lot of fighting and battling up there. And, uh, yeah, he is his finishing. Oh, he could have put that thing away, but he poor. worked and yep. worked and worked and worked. Um, so, I'll yeah. Also gotta, give, I also gotta give a give shout out to Zakaria. Yeah. What's that? Zakaria and Rabio put in a shift yesterday. They ran back and forth all game long. I'll give Zachariah a shout-out to. Zachary is a workhorse. Uh, I'm looking and, forward to him being a constant in that lineup. And DeShilio coming off an absolute nightmare in the last game. Uh, Max having confidence to put him back in again. You know, that's almost like, you know, like in, like in hockey or something, you have like a goalie, you don't pull the goalie, somebody who has a nightmare. Someone, you, you stay with your players, and he's stuck with uh, with Lord DeShilio. And yeah, you're right, Omar. He had complete 180 from his last game. So good for him. Yeah. All right, everybody. We got the man of the match out of the way. We had some questions. Okay. We had a couple questions. And then, of course, we've got some in here we are going to address as well. But uh, the first one was who had the worst predictions from yesterday and why was it Raf? That, that was my question. <laughs> yeah, I know. I think these ones were actually yours, but I have one from follower who dm me uh privately and whatnot and i want to bring it up because it's very very interesting but uh yeah raf was just uh yeah i kept the receipts too we posted that little video about raf's little three nothing says come on always great having you on the show raf okay we love you You're supposed to be on today technical difficulties is absolutely plaguing ajc this week oh yeah yeah, yeah so but, but if allegra exceeded your expectations then you should give him a shout out raf so you didn't expect anything. You did win. Give him some credit. Mm -hmm. So here's an interesting question. And I saw somebody choose, Jeremiah chose Dybala for his man of the match. Dybala mm -hmm. 
got a lot of flack and people uh, claiming he's checked out yesterday. I got an interesting comment and question from uh, a follower and a subscriber um, that reached out and uh, was just saying, you know, good work on last podcast. Enjoy the conversation. Has a question for us and the panel. As it seems, there are many views on Dybala as he closes out, uh, closes out his time with uh, Juve. Dybala or Mandzukic? Dybala or Tevez? So for him, it's Tevez and Mandzukic every day of the week. He starts talking, he says Dybala in his prime was and is tremendous from a technical standpoint. Um, but he says when Anthony, and it's great that you're on here, Anthony, because he says when Anthony says in via the chat, Dybala is still our best player, I would love to hear he his is. explanation because Dybala, when on the ball, is better than every player on our team. His ability mm -hmm. to control, create, pass with accuracy and switch the ball with precision is elite. But football is more than with the ball. Off the ball, he brings little to nothing. And this is where some of the diehards miss out, in my opinion. Cannot press, doesn't make runs, not good in the air, can't defend, lacks true speed. I feel that has to be mentioned when we speak of his brilliance as times. And then he just concludes with, I respect various opinions and enjoy what you guys put together and keep up the great work. So really, really interesting stuff. And mm -hmm. I can't wait to hear your guys' thoughts on that because if you had to pick Dybala or Mandzukic, Dybala or Tevez, number one, which of those guys do you pick and why? And the relation to best player on our team and everything like that. So let's start with Ant because you were kind of addressed in – in that as well yeah different teams right it's you, you also have to look at the team that's surrounding those players like i won't take anything like i don't have tezza tevez on the wall but i got manzukic up there so manzukic and i got dabala is just right over there in the corner um dabala technically is our best player like i said i don't even think it's close uh finishing like he's dragged us out of positions he was mvp of the league two years ago like he was he is one of the top talents in the city yeah has he checked out? I would have. I would like any human being. When a team, when you know that the end is near, there there is some mental jockeying that's going on with him. So, was he checked out a little bit yesterday? Maybe me and Luca uh, in the uh, in our group chat, and even on on the main timeline on Twitter. I I didn't think Dybala had that bad of a game. Did he put some passes astray? Sure, but who didn't? There was a bunch of us did yesterday. Uh, I, I don't think it's fair to compare Dybala to Tevez to Mandzukic. I just think all those teams, they're all part of sort of different teams, um, uh, different players. Like Mandzukic is a true number nine. Uh, Tevez, you know, he's a true striker. Dybala sort of comes back into the midfield a lot more to collect. He's more of a creator, more of a creator than Tevez was. And Mandzukic, Mandzukic and Tevez were just pure goal scorers. Um, but I think if you if you change it to... Right now, you have to pick one out of those three. Who do you pick and why? For this team. For this team, I'm I'm picking Tevez, like hands down. Like I'll I'll, I'll take Tevez, but I don't I don't think it's fair to discredit or put down what Dybala was to this team, what he is to this team currently, and, and and he's moving on. I just maybe yesterday he had a bit of an off game, but I don't think he was as poor as everybody says he was yesterday. Hmm. But you know, yeah. it, it's it's end of an era, but you know. I'm happy for him. He can go play wherever he wants, and uh, I wish him the best. Yeah. Omar, how would you answer uh, the question from our uh, 
or a good question. Yeah, it's a great question. I, I don't like these comparisons because once again, it goes down to uh, personal preferences and which players did you like? Tevez and Mandzukic came in on already title-winning teams miles ahead of the rest of the league. And, you know, Tevez had Pirlo, Vidal, Marquisio around him. It's throw the ball in that mix and let's see how he does. And my personal preference would be Tevez. I liked him since his West Ham days. I was a huge fan of him and I was psyched that he made it all the way to Juve because they knew he would be great for you because that's what he is. He's just a fantastic player. Everywhere he went, he was great. Uh, Mandzukic is a different type of player that we absolutely needed and we're absolutely missing uh, today. But Dybala had to go through something these guys didn't, which was a tough period, a tough phase. Maybe the beginning of his first season, but it all worked out. Um, so I can't really judge them. Like I, I posted something about McKenny and how he's missed his movement. He runs into the area, and someone said he, someone told me respectively that he will never be Vidal. He's a poor man's Vidal, and I was like, yeah, and Vidal is a poor man's Zidane. I, you can't compare these types of scenarios. Vidal had a phenomenal midfield with him, and so they, and now Dybala doesn't have a phenomenal attack with him when he did have it he was scoring goals left and right everywhere so i don't really like those comparisons i do agree that dibala has his faults um he does look like he checked out i'm not all that sure he checked out yet and uh, maybe they just wanted to quiet everything around him down and they'll discuss it again maybe it's a it's a possible a possibility yeah. um but there are annoying things about the way he plays. And at the end of the day, he's a striker. You know, if he doesn't score or assist, then he probably had a bad game and you don't hold defenders accountable to what you hold strikers accountable. I expect Danilo and Rabio to track back because they play as midfielders. Same way I expect Dybala to assist or score in every game. That's my expectation from a striker. If he didn't score, then everyone will say he's awful. If he did score one goal, which is... His job, basically, everyone will say uh, we shouldn't sell him and he's our best player and blah, blah, blah. I love Dybala. He was phenomenal for us. Uh, but like every player, he has some traits that I don't like. And it seems that age has gotten a bit to him. He doesn't seem as quick and as fast as he used to be. But he does provide numbers even this season. So it's great to have him still. What can I say? Yeah. So real quick. Luca, don't be so sensitive. Nobody's dumping on Paula. We're having a general discussion here. Okay, go get a Snickers. Come on. That's the exact, so, that's the problem. Save their asses. That's his job. He needs to score a goal. That's what we pay him for. He didn't save our asses. He I'm gonna, did his job. I'm going to say this. In terms of the question, I saw it as a comparison in a question of mentality. Okay? And I think that's kind of the one thing that's always followed Dybala because nobody's ever questioned his ability his actual ability on the pitch but it's always been something a little bit more something a little bit more and a little bit of that character thing and whatnot so when we go around the panel and not one of us out of the three picks Dybala and we all can admit that man I've been saying for a while we need an asshole on this team we need a guy like Mandzukic that 
can just be in the other team's ear, be on their minds, always have them uh, looking over their shoulder and take so much attention. Like you need a guy like that. Tevez, Tevez is a cut above mentally too. I, I understand. I completely agree with Omar in terms of uh, the team he had around him and the midfield he had around him. That's all performance-based stuff, right? But in terms of mentality and character, I do think Dybala would be third out of those list of players in terms well, he of... He wasn't as much in the... He's not... Like, Mandzukic was a big personality, right? And it's not a he, knock. It's not no, really no. necessarily a knock. It wasn't his thing. Like, it's not really it's his... It's just in terms of the guys we look for all the time at Juve and the guys that we grow to really truly admire that embody that it's easier to see out of guys with that kind of, that kind of cut. They're from that pretty like hard nosed. Do you know what I mean? Dybala is not a, a hard nosed guy. It's not to say that he doesn't have his place and we don't need guys like Dybala. Mm-hmm. It's we're easily more attracted to the ones with that hard nose uh, mentality and whatnot. It's, it's, it's easier to um, it's easier for the fans to adore these guys because you see that all the time. Whereas a guy like Dybala might not come through and you might get these opinions that he's floating around on the pitch. He's not giving it his all. You know what I mean? It, it's kind of that, that you see, but it's not to say they don't have their place. I think naturally as fans, especially of Juventus, because we were accustomed to, we naturally gravitate to those hard nosed guys. So here's one that it, this, I might get buried for this one, but I'm just going to bring it. You look at it's completely different uh, player set. You look at Pellegrini and Sandro, both sort of effective as left backs, not so much going forward, but as left backs, you notice Pellegrini more because he's always in the strikers' faces. He's always drawn fouls, taking fouls. But Sandro's a little bit quieter. You know what I mean? Like, and Juventus players, Juventus fans, I think we, Sandro hasn't been playing well very much, but I think we're, we're drawn to players like Pellegrini, to Mandzukic, to, you know, Kalini, to Bonucci, guys who, you know, they, they, you can see on their faces exactly what emotion they're feeling during the game and i think that's that's something that's slowly starting to come back a little bit the truth is you need a balance of all these personalities Mm -hmm. on a team to make it work that's the truth yeah yeah i want to say that dibala is talented no one can deny that but (laughs) it's a different case because uh both Davis and Manzukic were already Champions League winners and uh, Cup winners and Scudetto winners in different leagues, and we got sort of the finished product. Same with Higuain, for example. We got him at an advanced stage where Dybala came in as a youngster, and the job of shaping his personality was on us, on Juve. Now, I've said it about Danilo uh, you know, in regards to what Alan's saying. I've said it about Danilo. There are just certain traits that different fan bases appreciate more. We love that in your face, that Grinta, that uh, never die attitude. Ibala doesn't have it. So does Messi. He's not a good leader and he's not an in your throat type of player. Is he a bad player because of it? No, he has other stuff to offer to the team. And I'm fine with it. You can't have everyone exactly the same character playing exactly the same way. You need balance. And Dybala is just not a leader mentally, but he is a phenomenal player. He's a phenomenal yeah. football player and he's a pleasure to watch when he's on his day. 
I want to say that was a great, great question. I appreciate mm -hmm. the direct message too from the follower and the subscriber. I honestly, if any of you ever want to reach out, you follow us at all UVcast, uh, all the uh, panel, all our team members, their handles are in the description to this video too. Simply reach out to any of us if you ever have questions. We love this stuff. That was absolutely mm -hmm. fantastic. So a uh, big thank you. And uh, let's get to uh, this kind of, segues perfectly into what Jeremiah put earlier that we flagged, which was, does anybody on the panel have any interesting, you know, vibes that Dybala might stay? Jeremiah's keeping his fingers crossed. So Anthony, uh, I, I'm, I'm, I am, I, I'm getting, I know everyone's saying he's done, but I don't think that door is completely closed. I think he's going to go out and see what's on the market. I don't, I don't think it's completely closed. I think it's, damn near closed, but uh, I wouldn't be shocked if he came, if they found some sort of agreement. I wouldn't yeah. be. Yeah, I, I feel the same. I don't feel like it's over just yet. There's some sort of feeling in the air that it's not all done and dusted. On the contrary, there are reports from the most credible guys that Inter are looking into him, and you know, I, I don't think they're doing it just for fun to entertain mm -hmm. you a bit. Um, but he might decide to stay. Uh, don't know if I hope he does or not. That's a different discussion. Mm -hmm. uh, but there is a strange feeling. Maybe they just, you know, set it between themselves behind closed doors. This all this contract talk are uh, distracting everyone around here, and the media is all around it. Let's just say it's done. Wait till the season ends, and then we'll resume talking about it. And no one needs to know about it. I agree with that. So, uh, man. <laughs> I think the it question more is, do you I want to comment? I made a comment yesterday. Stay. It felt weird knowing what was kind of coming most likely and seeing him with the armband and whatnot. I thought it was a great sign of respect from the club if he was truly done and dusted at the end of this year that they still, you know, give him the captain's arm bad, let him finish out with this and let's finish this season through. Hopefully we have the Coppa Italia and, you know, uh, maybe he'll wear the armband in that match. I, I don't know, but I thought it was a great sign of respect given all the circumstances and stuff. Maybe, just maybe, maybe, just maybe, Paolo is doing us a little bit of work and is going to keep Inter under wraps until the very, very bitter end just to re-sign for a lower salary with Juventus and stick it to the snakes. Who knows? Who knows? Either way, it is what it is. Um, we'll, let's wait and see what develops. I don't necessarily know if I'm getting feelings he's going to stay. But, I mean, there's four matches left. The Coppa Italia final. Let's... Let's just see. Let's see. Let's really watch the attitude. Let's really watch what he brings and everything. And uh, who knows? Maybe, maybe he'll be telling a story through his actions. And uh, maybe we'll get a little bit more insight. Great, great question, though. Storm the barn, everybody. We're going to wrap up with Storm the barn. So now's your time. Get your questions in. And uh, we're going to get uh, to a couple of them. Uh, Luke has got, uh, what's he got? Thoughts on medical staff, kitchen staff, janitor. Should we just fire everyone when we have seven to eight starters out? Yeah. Well, what happened with Delict? You get like he had yeah. a bad sandwich. Like he's out, and then Quadrado has the you know the 
stomach thing with the tendon. With we the talked tendon. about it yesterday on the Mashie Live. Training staff's got to be looked at. Like, I mean, we, we got to figure man. something out. We're dropping like flies here. Crucial time. It's perhaps, it's like, can, it can be one person. In the end, everyone has to answer to someone. You saw the Amazon documentary. Everything gets brought up to the main general physician, and he makes the call. Maybe it's just one guy who needs to leave. Maybe it's a training method. But something needs to change. This is beyond ridiculous at that point. Yeah. Crazy. It's wild. Let's go with uh, with this. One question, guys. Max said he is expecting to bring two to three players next season and will keep the same team. If that's true, which three positions do we need reinforcement the most? Let's start this one with Omar in what you feel uh, positions re need reinforcement the most. First of all, I want to say that in January, he said we'll get no one and we moved two players out and brought two players in. So don't really listen to what he says. But three positions, obviously left back and midfield. I think everyone can agree on that. Mm -hmm. um, I do believe a center back is a bit more needed than a striker at the moment. Yeah, considering Chiellini is leaving and everything, we don't know yet the full picture. But for me now, a CB of high caliber is needed. Hmm. And uh, fully agree, Morata has to be re-signed for under twenty million. I think that has to get done. As he, he has a compliment to Vlaovic, uh, wingers like if you know, I I agree with the center back, left back. I think it's actually three players. I think it's the center back the left wing or a winger and uh, and the left back or if but i i don't see i still even see rabio leaving i don't even see sandra leaving so i don't know what we're gonna do that. i would have to say in terms of positions need that um need that midfielder that's got the attacking prowess you you have to you have to add that to this team winger Winger for sure, out and out winger. Center back, I think, with Bonucci still staying around, gives you a little bit more time. Like it's, I mean, we're trying to, we're talking about Kilina. I even see it in the comments. We need to replace Kilini's character and whatnot. I had this discussion. What well, we had this discussion about a couple weeks ago. You don't just find characters like that, and Kilini is very much kind of a product of what Juventus was for a while. Like mm -hmm. we helped build that. Of course it's the man. Of course it's the man, but make no mistake about it. He was kind of a product of being around the Del Pieros, the, uh, the Nedvids, the um, Buffons. Like he, he, he's a product of what we were. So, to just expect us to go out there and find another killing, it's not gonna, it's not really gonna happen like that. So, Benucci, we have to season. You've got Gatti coming in. I think CB's in that mix too. Left back, I would have to say left back's in there too. It's hard to just pin down three, those are the spots, and it's clear, and everybody kind of knows it. So, it'd be very, very interesting to see. We, I'm very, very curious to see our outgoings because there's this long list of outgoings and you hear these talks of number one, Arthur, I've said, I can only see a loan being done for Arthur, maybe, maybe involved in a swap deal, but I wouldn't bank okay. on going anywhere really. Okay. So, so here's a question. 
do you think Arthur has jumped Rabio in the who needs to go first? And basically, what what are your top players who need to leave? What's like I don't think Rabio's jumped Arthur because Rabio's salary is his killer. Because mm-hmm. for what he brings, even at the best of times, it's not worth what he's making on the salary wage. So I don't think he's jumped Arthur personally. Like if it came down to either Rabio or Artur, someone needs to go, you go with Rabio. I'd go with Artur. You gotta get that, you gotta get that contract fixed though. The other thing, I, this is, and here's one of the biggest things in this. What are we playing next season? Mm-hmm. Are we doing a yeah, 4-3-3? Are we doing sense. a 4-2-3-1? Like, what are we playing? Because this makes a big difference to me, in my opinion, because Locatelli and Artur can switch off. But if you're asking me if Rabio needs to be a controller, if he's just going to be a Metzala... Honestly, if we look at this team right now, yesterday, let's take yesterday as an example. If you want to play a three-man mid, you know Locatelli is going to be somewhere in there. You have Zakaria and Rabio. For me, if you're bringing in an attacking mid, which should be our highest priority, why on earth do I need to keep Rabio around if I have McKinney, Zakaria, um, and these other guys as supporting mids as well? I don't. But a change-up as a player to Locatelli is very much needed. Obviously, we have... Rovella whenever coming in and whatever. But let's remember, Rovella's also had some fitness issues this season too. So big question marks. For me, I don't know. I, I just, I think Rabio's still at the top of that list. But it, it's it's a discussion for sure. Can be a discussion. I could see why you guys would lean Artur too. So good, good Rabio's stuff. Rabio's available. So I think, yeah. I think, I think Max, I think he's going to be, I think Max may change his mind to say we need to keep him because he is available. Okay. He's not the best. You're right. He's not, he's going to be lower down the pecking order, but he's always fit, man. He is always, always available for 90 minutes at a time too. Yeah. yeah that's hard to find. That's hard to do. Saying what's up to Jose just joining us. Like the video, like the video, everybody like the video. Okay. Oh, we didn't talk about Miretti Four full minutes came in and changed the game. No, Few minutes after, wait, wait, a, wait a second. A youngster coming in, and yeah, did, didn't we didn't just automatically lose. Yes, wow, oh, weird. weird. Yeah, we didn't, we didn't. The goal didn't even come from his side, so pump the brakes. Hey, he, he almost went. created one actually, like quite a bit, uh, quite early into his step on the pitch. What did I always say? Don't be scared, just don't be scared of it. Don't be scared. Okay, magic number is five. If we wrap that up this weekend, I will fully jump on Max if he doesn't play the young the youngsters for the last three games. Has to happen. Sure, so right, right. have to be there. Jeremiah, why is Allegri behaving badly this season? Fuming off before the final whistle is completely unacceptable. We already ah, talked about this. So he completely unacceptable. He, he's only been he's only been animated, I'd say, probably the last couple months. Like we, how many we in our prediction show at the beginning of the year and halfway through the year, we had one of the things was jacket throws, and it was at zero until last week. Like he hasn't been that animated, and he even said after the game he stormed off because he was upset that his players weren't possessing the ball at the end of the game, and they were just running around like chickens with their heads cut off. So that's what upset him. Listen, yeah, I always, I always feel like he's been more upset when we win. He looks more upset when we win and more calm when we lose, especially in the 
pressers because when we lose, he always gives credit to the team. They play hard, blah, blah, blah. And when we do win, he points out all the mistakes we made during a game. So that's like kind of how Max is, basically. Yeah. I, I can't say it's unacceptable. The manager, like, he knows what he tells his players. He knows the expectations mm -hmm. he sets. The players should know that, too. If for some reason they're not executing something to his level, he has every single right to be fuming off or whatnot. To say it's completely unacceptable, I don't necessarily believe that because if we go back to what we spoke about earlier on in this podcast, there has to be a standard set. There has to be that standard and if it's not being matched or required i don't care what the name is on the back of the jersey players have to be held accountable if it's at a point where he feels he needs to fume and he's fired up about it all the power to him because mm -hmm. if there's something that we're trying to establish and it isn't being met then i'd rather have my coach act that manner than be passive and not let it be known that he's pissed off about something to be honest and that's just Everybody's different because I've seen it on teams I've been a part of. I know Ant could speak to this too. You have some guys that don't react well to the to the hot head, fired up uh, mentality, I and don't. you have others that love it and feed off of it. It could go either way. This this yeah. is another question that is a preference. It's a preference of how you want your manager to kind of behave and how you think they should and whatnot. But honestly, and I personally have no problems with it. You guys can can we? Can we give him some credit? Like, I want to storm off, and I'm not even coaching the team. I'm just a fan. And when I see the team playing badly, it, it, you need to see me. I'm super angry. I'm not nice. So imagine being the manager standing on the sidelines and the, the amount of uh, mental strength it takes to stay there and keep the guys on their heels. I get it that, I get it that sometimes it can break you and you just need to storm off. And he knows what's coming after uh, bad games, all the interviews, all the talks behind the scenes, the management on his head, everything. So if he snaps a bit here and there, and that's what he needs to do to keep his composure, then I'm I'm fine with it. It's just it's a scenario that none of us have been in, so I can't really judge him on mm. it. Yeah, remember when there was that uh, kind of issue with. Agnelli and Nedved earlier on in the season and Nedved would look, I was the first to stand behind Nedved and say, Hey, he's, he's a Bianco Nero. Like he, it's like watching myself watching a game. When I see the clips of Nedved in the stands and whatnot, I would rather them look like that and act in that manner because it shows they give a shit. So honestly, I have no problem with their emotions and their characters coming out. I have no problem with that. This is not a boardroom scenario. This is a football match. Okay. So it's fine to act in that match. It's, it's, it's totally fine. There's, he did nothing stepping over the line or any boundaries and whatnot. So mm -hmm. I have no problems with it. Um, let's get to the last one in the bar and then we're going to finish off on uh, some wrap up stuff. If we don't reach an agreement for Marata, should Keen stay or should we look to move him on as well? Uh, move him on. Done. Yeah, yeah. Don't get hung up on one goal for any player. Doesn't mean he's back. You need to do it consistently in order to gain our uh, appreciation back. So, still, same case. Go. On. And same. Move it yeah. on. Send send him on. Now, what's interesting is based on uh, everything yesterday. 
Um, we see a lot of people coming out of the woodworks now, all of a sudden, big fans of uh, Moretti and uh, Raspadori. All of a sudden, it's like, bring me Raspadori. Scores that goal, bring me Raspadori. I still say Raspadori is a bit of a gamble. Raspadori is obviously the one heavily linked with if Keen, if we can get out of the second year of Keen loan, Raspadori is the player they want to bring in. Raspadori is a good player. I mm -hmm. like. I just think he, and even watching him yesterday, he's not a lock in any true position. Mm -mm. He's kind of this in between, and that's why I say it's kind of a gamble because. I look to an era beyond Dybala and I want to get that discussion. I want to, I want it to go away. I want to keep it simple. I want people in lock positions and go from there. Do you guys want to touch on Raspadori uh, if he potentially joins uh, at any point? So, Ant? Like, it, he was invisible to me yesterday. He scored that one goal. And I, you know, I, great thing. He's a great system player in what Sassuolo is running. Does that necessarily mean he's going to fit with Juventus? No. So, yeah, uh, I think I think we have bigger holes to fill than getting Raspadori on our team. Omar, yeah, look, uh, Raspadori is an interesting player. He's a bit lost in the formation, uh, like Al said. But uh, all the fans know exactly who we need and who will fit the team. But it doesn't work that way. If Del Piero was a youngster today in Italy, half of the fan base will have millions of reasons why we shouldn't sign him. Why he isn't good enough? At the end of the day, it's always sort of a gamble, uh, fit the environment, fit the players around him, the manager who coaches him, mm -hmm. everything. So you can't be certain if he's good or bad for Juve, only time will tell. I will point out that Fratesi was Sassuolo's best player yesterday, and he did exactly what we need a midfielder to do. So I'm glad Juve are, are after him. I don't know if he'll end up at Juve, but he did impress me more than Raspadori yesterday. Yeah, I just I see it a bit a bit of a gamble. Good player though, good player, but a little bit of a gamble. I want to finish off talking about this jump that Juventus made. You know, at one point we were 18th or whatever, and make this big run, and now we're you know a point off from third place and everything like that. And people are talking and discussing, and some are saying there's no way you can't be proud of this and whatnot. It's an interesting comment and it's interesting to talk about. Obviously, you know, it's great we did that, but it's expected. I mean, mm -hmm. we are we're where we need to be. What did we go into the season thinking we were gonna finish 18th, 17th, like eighth? No. Come on, come on. So uh, again, it's this constant battle of trying to uh praise max and everything like this where they're just blinded to what this team needs to be in those positions okay mm -hmm. people want to dismiss the salary cap and whatnot you can't it's a fact whether the players aren't worth what they're making which we know is true of some is irregardless the fact of the matter is juve has the resources to be in this league in the top four hands down so mm -hmm. to make this some type of accomplishment to me is falling short of the big picture and I, I don't think it's necessarily right it's great stuff because we absolutely have to be in there but that's the point we have to be in there we have to be in there um, anything less would have been ridiculous especially when you look around this league and you see where it's at 
especially when you look at point totals and what it took last year to get in there and what it's going to take this year. It is what it is. We needed to be in there. Um, anything outside of fourth would have been absolutely laughable. So let's, let's be honest here, guys, your takes on this and making this, uh, this stand and whatnot. Okay, go ahead. Uh, just if, if we had everyone available for most of the season, then yeah, I'll accept the argument of we need to challenge for the Scudetto. But right now, even the players are saying at Juve are where they deserve to be and where they need to be. We do need to challenge for a minimum of uh, Champions League spots. That's a minimum requirement for Juve in every season. There's no going around it. Everything beyond that is a failure, in my opinion. That's the luxury of being Juve. That's why we're fans of the club, because we want to challenge for all of those things, no matter what. So it could have been better. Injuries kind of derailed us from our path, but we still managed to do it. So I am happy. I'm not you know, over the moon, but it's fine. Yeah. Yeah, this season was a tale of two halves, right? Like you had the well, you started. We had our all our expectations. Like I know Andamesh put in here what my expectation was for this team by Valentine's Day, but that was with Ronaldo. Um, and then at, basically in January, January first, we had to readjust our expectations. It was like, man, we got to get to at least a Champions League spot. And then January thirty first, when we had Vlaovic and Zakaria come in. Can we, Al, you adjusted your expectations. You said maybe we could make a run for the Scudetto. And that wasn't, that wasn't out of the question. So, so like, like Omar said, so many injuries, uh, weird season, but 100% fourth is a minimum. And uh, we shouldn't be surprised that we're here. And we are, based on this season, we are a fourth, third place team with this roster. That's just what we are. Yeah. Yeah. And, it is again we've been talking about this a lot lately i mean these expectations they are what they are omar talks about it it's a luxury of being at juventus but i mean yeah i mean if we're gonna just as much as you can praise it well yeah you have to be proud of that going from 18th or whatever up to fourth and potentially third you could start the other way and why did we have to start from 18th and 19th you know so it's again tale of two halves like anthony said and whatnot it is what it is but Make no mistake, don't forget who Juventus is and the expectations of whatnot and what we what we live by and what our what we stand for basically. Like, let's not kid ourselves. You have to all this talk recently about you know ignoring the fact like salary, all this salary stuff, like throw that out the window. You can't throw that out the window. You just simply can't. It's it's impossible. It's impossible to do that. Mm -hmm. Biggest thing out of this match, biggest takeaway for me is the growth, the next step of the growth. So if Max wants to say this was the foundation, that's great. We all agreed. You give them the Mercado, go into next season, and let's see that growth. Because I need to see, you know, that bare minimum, the fight determination, the green tail like we saw yesterday. I need to see it consistently. And I need to see it balanced through the roster. Okay. And then from there, I need to see you be able to switch this team through the gears. And I need to see our team reflect our best lineup when our best lineup is out there, because that hasn't been the case for most of it. And that's before January and even arguably after January. 
So when the best guys are out there, it needs to look like that. So there's work to be done. But, uh, yeah, we're wrapping up this season. I want that Copitalia. I want mm-hmm. that Copitalia. Whether we're Neither. third, whether we're fourth, second, like, it doesn't change anything. Just got to be in the Champions League. Okay, we're close to sealing that up. Let's go. Been a great show. Always massive thank you, Anthony, Omar, joining in. Uh, you guys are great. Everybody in the live today was amazing. Awesome. You guys are incredible. And um, if you got some questions we didn't get to, just save them for next time. We'll be around. I got the news videos coming up uh, going into the weekend. I've got uh, an interesting watch along. We're going to change things up this weekend since the game is at 3.30 a.m. my time. Uh, I will give you a live watch along at 3.30 a.m. my time on Sunday. I'll be with you guys, and we're going to watch this one together. So make sure you tune in. We will probably do the match day live on the Saturday, okay? The day before the match, we'll do a match day live. We might do it in the morning. We might do it at night. We'll keep you posted as it gets later in the week, okay? But everybody, big thanks. Reminder, like the video. If you're new, subscribe to the channel, okay? This is the channel that bleeds black and white. Check out the sponsor, stripedheartsapparel.com, and subscribe because you could be automatically entered to win the away Vlaovic jersey. Thanks again, everybody. Big win. Let's keep it rolling. Fino alla fina. Forza Juve.